Yo, 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 you guys. So we're here. It's the Take Back the West podcast. It's Frosty Rucker with Uncle Will's son, Will Poole, my guy. Uh, we got a good one today. Yes, we got Coach Hawkins. Uh, Chris Hawkins, as everyone knows him, former Trojan defensive back out of uh, Southern California. I believe he's from the IE area. This is going to be a good conversation. This guy just finished, he just finished playing football with the Trojans probably about four years ago. So uh, now he's a defensive back coach at Arizona State. So let's see. Let's see about this one. This is going to be good. Let's dive in. Stay tuned. So here we are. This is Frosty Rucker with Take Back the West podcast. I got my guy, Uncle Will's son. He's back and ready to go. You know, we want to invite this next guy. You know him. He's your guy. It's Coach Hawk that's on the Zoom call, but you know him as Chris Hawkins. What's going on, Coach? Uh, not much, man. Just just trying to get ready for this, our first game of the year, big big time game against, you know, very familiar with the, uh, the USC Trojans. You know, COVID and all that stuff. Is your family good? Where's everyone at? Did they make the trip to Arizona, or are you out there solo dolo? Yeah, I'm out here solo. Uh, everybody's pretty healthy, though. I know my uh, my dad had caught the sickness for a little bit, but 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 he he persevered through it. So everybody's good. My mom is healthy. His brothers and sisters, we're all good. Okay, man. Good to hear. Well, yeah, Coach Hawk, man. Uh, it's good to see you, brother. I mean, last time I saw you, you was uh, you was just finishing up school, graduating. We was actually working out out and pro yeah. proactive when you was um, preparing for the NFL, and you know, next thing you know, I look up, and you you you're the DB coach over at Arizona State University. Yeah, I mean, I'm so first of all, I'm, you know, congratulations, and I'm yeah. definitely excited for you. I know you worked tremendously hard to get there, and uh, you know, it's gonna be great. I mean, this week I'm not, you know, it is what it is, you know, I'm a Trojan and I don't I don't I don't coach at, at ASU, so I'm not gonna take it there with you. But um yeah. talk talk me through a little bit of that, a, a little bit about that. You know, um, you know, going going into coaching kind of like right after you finished graduating college, like you were coaching some of the guys that you actually like were playing, playing football with. So like, you know, talk 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 us through that, that that process. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for thanks for having me, uh, Big Will. And uh, yeah, right after I got done playing in 2017, we had just came off of uh, a Cotton Bowl defeat to Ohio State, so I went straight into to training uh, to try to, you know, ready myself for the NFL draft and, and pro day and the combine and all everything like that. Uh, long story short, didn't work out for me. I got picked up by the Seahawks. The whole Earl Thomas thing situation happened, and so I was let go. And then. As soon as that was over, I kind of knew I always wanted to become a coach. So at the, I was kind of a coach on the field when I was a player. And so it was pretty natural for me. So I had a meeting with Coach Helton. He told me a spot opens in January. So from, I want to say, May to the beginning of January, I worked in a commercial real estate down in Beverly Hills at, at Kennedy Wilson with Bill McMorrow. Uh, thanks for everything he's done for me. That he's, he's he's a big inspiration in my life and, and one of the guys I looked up I look up to heavily. Uh, so as soon as that was over, I went to USC about a year and a half ago in January 2019, and we went through the year. Before the year was up in December, I was getting a call from Antonio Pierce, Herm Edwards, Marvin Lewis, as well as Prentice Gill, who was already over here, and Tony White, who's now the D coordinator at Syracuse. Asked me questions about, you know, what I do on recruiting, what I do on the field, 
and basically asked me would I be interested in a position as the defensive back coach at Arizona State. Obviously, at 24 years old, you're not going to turn that down. It really was it really was nothing to talk about. So, I mean, I said yes. They made it official, <laughs> and the the rest is history. Right now, I'm living in the moment. Wow, man. So you guys got a lot in common here. I see this DBs at SC, commercial real estate. I see you right when uh, Uncle Wilson started talking, you lit up. You know, that's your guy. This is my yeah. guy right there, Chris Hawk. You know, Coach it Hawk. You know, oh. I got, you know, it's my guy right there. Hey, Coach Hawk, I know uh, when you talked to Clay about that, uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Like if another guy is coming up right now to have that conversation, how close were you with – coach Helton like that to be able to approach him like that to get a job yeah uh it was pretty easy for me I mean coach Helton was part of the part of the group that recruited me in high school so I've known him since I was 17 16 17 years old so it, it was easy for me to do that I was his captain I was one of the leaders on his team for the past three two to three years and so he was a guy that I, I looked up to for help and in and vice versa, he would always come to me for, for situations about the team and, and things like that. So when it was truly time to have that talk, when I figured I probably should look into something else, it wasn't hard for me at all. I, I reached out to Coach Helton, shot him a text, can I call you? Got on the phone. He said, yeah, come meet me this day. We sat down, we met. He wanted to make sure that I was fully invested and fully into it and not – I didn't want to have it just part-time just to hold off for another team to call me and then I leave. He wanted to make sure that I was fully invested, you know, in the program, which everybody knew I was. And it was pretty easy. He, he, he basically told me I got a spot in January. Nice. January out there, and it was the rest is history. Yeah, that's what's up. Because I know a lot of guys, when they transition, uh, trying to go to the league or out of the league or whatnot, they end up stumbling just because they don't know what to do. And I'm glad it was seamless for you to just be able to go up there and have that conversation. And we've had all these talks with, people around that are Trojan fans and they always um, they don't understand coach Helton and why the, the players gravitate to him so much and why he's still there. Cause it's like, we, we just have a short thread for, for losing, you know, being a, a Trojan, you know, we're all about championships and winning and whatnot. And everyone wants his head all the time. Like he needs to go and stuff. But I keep saying, it's like coach Helton has a, a relationship with these guys that, they, they stood on the table for him to make sure he's there and to be their coach, one. But you letting us know a little insight like that, that just means a lot that, you know, he trusted you. You were the captain. You were a leader. Because that's the only thing I hear when, you know, I told a couple of people I wanted to interview, they're like, he's the best. You know, yeah. you're not going to interview another guy that uh, commanded the room and, you know, was a leader and a captain for multiple seasons at SC. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, coach. Coach Helton is is a guy I can say who who, who really put some stability in that program because you got to think about it. I got there with Coach Kiffin, and then his 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 thing happened. Then it was Coach O. Then we wanted Coach O to be the head coach. His thing happened. He left. He went to LSU, and then uh, Sark came in. His thing happened. So it was a it was a lot of transitioning from coach to coach and not really a lot of stability. And I think that uh, Coach Helton put some stability in that program. And that's why even as I'm over here, I fight so hard and I and, and for, for that man, he's, he's done a great job over there. And, and those kids love him. I know because I've been in that locker room. So I know I know those kids love him and, and, and they'll run through a brick wall for him. 
Hey, Chris, um, that's, that's all great points. I think Coach Helton has done a, a, a tremendous job over there as well. Um, take, 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 me, take me through a little bit of the, you know, the, the youth football in uh, Southern California. And, you know, being 24-year-old as a defensive back coach at a, at a, at a, at a Power 5 school, Arizona State, uh, you know, a school that, that your alma mater played against, a school that has a lot of kids from Southern California, being such a being such a, a guy that's you know in the coaching world very young you, but you just got out of college like you really have a way with the guys that you're coaching and 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 able to even connect with them a lot better than some of the older coaches tell me yeah. how, how 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 how's that working with 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 some of these guys being that you're kind of close in age but you you know you're the coach you know the respect level the things that you some of the guys that you've known from the past based whether you know them from youth football tell me how how some of that is uh working working yeah so over here at arizona state at first i felt like it was going to be a weird dilemma because jack jones is over here mm -hmm. now i played with jack jones i was a leader on the team with jack jones for two years i played with him for two years i was a captain in his sophomore year yeah he was he was my right corner i was the, uh, the strong safety yeah and so a lot of people felt like that was going to be weird. But just me and Jack have so much respect for each other. And I respect his game and respect what he's been through in life. And he, and he, he respects me and who I, am as a, who I was as a football player and now who I am as a coach. I knew he was one of the leaders in this room that, that, that I run now. So to me, I was told for you to for you to grasp everybody in that room you got to grasp the, the the captain first right the leader first so first thing i did when i got here i sat down with, with chase lucas i sat down with jack jones and we came to an understanding about what i'm here for and what i'm here to help them do and they understand they understand that wholeheartedly you can tell that they've never they've never seen anything like what i'm what i'm bringing to the table with my age and with with the knowledge i have of the game because i played against these dudes right a lot of these dudes were, if you're a fifth year, if you were a fifth year senior, I played against you. You were a freshman when I played against you. You were a sophomore when I played against you. So they saw, they got a chance to see, actually see me on the field. And I, and I always, and I, and I always think like this. I feel like kids, especially kids, if they know you've done it, then they respect everything that you say. Because it's hard to tell a DB that you got to open and run and run with this receiver if you've never had to do it before. Right. Yeah. As, being, yeah. Being a being a football player is <laughs> a lot. Of, a lot of coaches have never played this game, and especially I played it in this conference and got a chance to win a Rose Bowl, got a chance to play in the Cotton Bowl, won a Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. So I think that the respect factor is there, and I think what we have brewing right now in, in in my room specifically is a good thing. And I think I respect my players, and they respect me wholeheartedly. You got young. You got you got the young Williams, the the middle Williams. Yeah, Mason, money. Mason, money Mason. Yeah, you Mason. I still it haunt me to this day. I had him playing corner in the eighth grade. We was in, he was in eighth grade playing the championship game. I had him playing corner. They was going down. John David Booty Jr. Josh Booty Jr. was the quarterback. What team was this? This is me and Jason Mitchell. Oh yeah. Closing, yeah, eighth grade team versus Josh Booty. I had Mason Williams. 
playing corner. I took, I took him out the game when I should have kept him in the game. They scored a touchdown. I'm still, it haunts me to this day still. But yeah, you got one there. He's a good, he's a good one in the room, huh? Yeah, Big Mace is doing his thing. He a young pup, but he's doing his thing. Money Mace, Money Mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so great. You're out there in uh, Arizona right now, were you happy when the Lakers won or are you a son now? Talk me through that. Hey, don't, Frosty, don't do me like that. I'm, I'm a Lakers man. I'm a Lakers fan, baby. I don't, <laughs> don't do me like that. I don't, I'm Lakers and Cowboys over here. That's what's nothing up. more, nothing less. Cowboys, Antoine Woods, Trojan over there, just got That's extended. Big Twak. That's my dog, too. All right. Shout out to shout out to Antoine Woods. Shout out to Walker TV. He man. posted the Take Back the West podcast today. Absolutely. Yeah. He a real one, for sure. Well, Hawk, you guys going to this game full of confidence. You know, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not going to dive too much in game plan or with your game plan or whatnot. This ain't that type of show. What are you telling these guys how to come out of that tunnel, what to expect? Uh, it's new energy there. You know, they got new coaches. You're not even there. Uh, and you're that team. So what are you telling these guys about running out of that tunnel and what it means to you? Uh, I think first and foremost, I mean, be grateful for the opportunity you get to play this game, especially when we didn't think we were going to have an opportunity to play it this year. Mm-hmm. So you got to take take every every snap, snap by snap. Don't try to get too far ahead. Don't don't learn. Don't lean on the pass of what happened. I just think that we have to do a good job of, of, of doing what we've been doing in camp. We have to do a great job of, of knowing our, our personnel and knowing who they have. And at the end of the day, this is going to be something new because yeah. we've never played a game with no fans before. We've never played a game where whatever the offense or defense is yelling, you're going to be able to hear. That's new. So at some point, we got to bring our own energy. We got to, when we make plays, we got to bring our own energy as a team. And I'm just telling you, just enjoy the game. You're never going to have a good game if, you, if you're walking around mad, you're walking around moping. Enjoy the game. Wins are hard to come by, especially in this conference, knowing how, how, how we beat each other up a lot. So enjoy the game. Enjoy every play. And then just let the game come to you. Don't try to force nothing. As a player, did you tell yourself the same type of stuff? going into Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I've always, I've always had great mentor, old, older coaches, Coach Bradford, and then uh, uh, Clancy Pendergast was the DC. They've all they always instilled that in me. But at, at a certain point, you kind of you kind of got to tell yourself that, especially as you get older. You know, I, when I became a, a junior and senior, I didn't need nobody to tell me anything before the game. I knew exactly what I I knew exactly my mindset. I knew exactly what I had to tell myself to get ready. So dudes like Jack Jones and Chase Lucas, they've played over fifty games in this conference. So they they know exactly what they have to do to get ready. It's more so the younger guys. You gotta you know, instill them with confidence and make sure that, that they know what they're doing going over last game plan checks and everything like that. As a player, you played there many games at SC. You Then you go and transfer into be a coach, and you're still at SC. You're still on the same sideline. Now you're on the other side. This is weird. Do you run down the, the tunnel or do you walk up at halftime? What do you do? I'm a, I'm a run. It's just naturally – it's naturally built in me. I, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna run it. Usually USC goes first. I'm gonna let them go first, and then I'm gonna run up. I can't. I can't walk up the tunnel. I got too much respect for that program. Too much respect for that field. You understand it, Trojan for yeah. life, man. Because I had yeah. to deal with the same thing. Played all those games at SC, and never thought I'd have another chance to, you know, go into Coliseum and get down. And luckily, longevity in my career, the Rams moved back, 
and it was a preseason game, and I got to go in there, Will. Yeah. I was on the opposite side. I wasn't on the home field. You know what I mean? It was different. Yeah, yeah. So I still took what I knew at halftime. I had to run my ass all the way up that the hill. It was still tiring. My legs got tight. But it was weird. I'm looking around. There's no traveler. It's not decked out SC. It was surreal. You know, now I'm in the visiting locker room. You're in the visiting locker room, Chris. Yeah, it's going to be different. I've been there once. And I, didn't, I think it was pink and it was gated up. Mm. So I, uh, I don't like how they treat the away team in there, man. It's going to definitely be different. You got uh, it's good, it's good to – it's good to see you, though. Um, how does, how is it coaching with uh, such a such a, a well-respected coach like Herm Edwards as as the leader of the pack? How, how's that, you know, him being a Pac-12, Pac-10, or whatever, Pac-8, you know, DB, how, how's that been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been great for me. A, 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 a learning I've – been, I've been learning a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the difference in how I teach things and in how Herm teaches things. He's been, co- he's been coaching a long time. You know, he played in his conference when he was the Pac-8 at Cal. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had five interceptions or four interceptions in one game. So he, 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 I'm sure he told you his stats. Oh, yeah. yeah. 38 yeah. in the NFL. So he, he, he said he's still waiting on 39. So <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he's a great dude to be around. You know, you got him, you got Martin Lewis, mm-hmm. as, well, as well as Antonio Pierce. So it, it's a great group of guys over here. And, and we like to have fun. We like to, we like to joke around while we're watching film. Nothing is ever super, super serious over here. Yeah. And we just, just go, we just go about our day. We make sure that these kids are taken care of. And we make sure that they got the best game plan for a game that they're going to play. Yeah, looking at it on paper, just looking at your team in general, it's it's predominantly a black coaching staff. And that's mm-hmm. something that you don't see, especially in the Pac-12 and all around the country, you don't see them putting pieces together like it is there. So I know it's a special moment. I know you'll you'll learn so much and it's going to add a lot of value to your coaching career. And um, make sure you soak that in because a lot of people don't get that that opportunity to be around football minds like that, man. Yeah, 100%. We take uh we take real pride in 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 letting everybody know that this staff is is, is predominantly black. We understand what kids are going through on a daily basis. I mean, just I'm a kid. I'm still a kid to a certain extent. So, we know we know what these kids are going through whether it be racial profiling, whether it be runs in running in with the with the police and everything like that. We understand everything that they're going through and and we try to we try to do our best letting the parents know that you know, you you got to feel good leaving your kid to somebody yeah. at the end of the day. So we let everybody know what type of staff we have, and I think we take a lot of pride in that. Well, Chris, man, we don't want to keep you. I know you're game planning, man. We wanted to tell you we're proud of you. Yes, uh, Children for life. Uh, everyone that I've ever talked to speaks so highly of you, uh, interviewing you. You're mature. You're poised. And um, best of luck this season as far as it goes. You're almost you're always welcome on Take Back the West. You know that. You know us. Yes, sir. Family for life, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Frost. Appreciate you, Will. Yeah, you take care. Good game, man. Good luck. Yes, sir. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Nah, Will. Give it to him, Will. Give it to yeah. him. I'll see y'all on Saturday, man. Appreciate All right. You. Take care, coach. All right. Sir. Will, so, you know, it's always a good time when we can get a guy like this on here. Chris is uh known all around SC is, you know, mature stand-up guy, class act, 
hard worker, leader. I mean, any adjective we can throw at it, it just really describes who he is. So uh, it looked like he lit up when you start talking, man. And I know what you meant to me when I you got to school, you're a little bit older than I was, and you're a man on a, you know, on a mission. But does that, uh, the stuff that you went through, uh, trials and everything, highs, lows, going to the league and all that, you getting a chance to talk to him and stuff like that, mentoring him in a sense, did that play a key role? Do you think he, he, he learned a lot? I mean, just being around the guys, you know, especially being on those national championship era teams, you yeah. know, that meant a lot for them, you know, and to come back at the time I did in my life where, you know, I was focused on school, focused on my transition after uh, playing football was a benefit because I was in a different, you know, mind frame to be able to be more available uh, for mentorship. So, you know, I try to play that part, you know, not put too much pressure on them in regards to what we would expect from them from in a football sense because it's two different eras, two different teams, and it's not fair to them, you know. So I just more or less – I mean, I was in class with them. So, you know, in a sense, I was their peer, you know, writing papers and graduating. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's how we developed a relationship. And then, you know, once he tried to transition into the NFL – and was training out at uh, Proactive out in uh, in um, Westlake, Thousand Oaks area. Yeah. Uh, I was doing. I was a DB coach there, oh, so I was, I was working. I was working them out for the NFL draft and the combine and uh, and those things. And you know, from there, you know, we, we we developed a relationship. So yeah, yeah. Chris is Coach Hawk is a good, 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 fine young man who is going to do tremendous things in the coaching in the coaching world. ASU got a got a good one out of um Southern California and yeah he's 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 great. Well that was one heck of a show man. So this is the Take Back the West podcast uh with your man Ice Cold Frosty Rucker. Uh you can find me at the organic frost on Instagram. You can email me at frosty podcast at yahoo.com. Will where can they find you? You can find me at Will underscore pool. Well, this is the Take Back the West podcast on the Believe Network. Talk to you later.